headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the Pods Moving and Storage Studios. It's the Ramsey Show, where debt is dumb, cash is king, and the paid-off home mortgage has taken the place of the BMW as the status symbol of choice. We help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Dr. John Deloney, number one best-selling author and host of the Dr. John Deloney Show. Ramsey Personality is my co-host today. As we take your questions about your life and your money, open phones, 888-825-5225. Merry Christmas, America. We're glad you're with us. Zach is with us in Seattle to start off this hour. Hi, Zach. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hey, thanks for having me. Uh, you guys are some of my heroes, and it's uh, it's real cool to be on the show. Um, <clears throat> I had a question for you guys. So I currently um, work at a tech company, and I'm looking to make a career change. The problem is um, I make really good money where I'm at right now, and what I'm wanting to go into uh, is a, a significant pay cut. So I make about 110000 uh, per year right now uh, with potential to move up. I just started the company, so there's there's a lot of growth there. But I, I'm not a fan of what I do. I took Ken Coleman's career assessment, gave me some great ideas. And what I'm wanting to go into is firefighting, which starting salary is about 30000 less a year. Um, and we're currently in baby step two. And we've got, um, with snowballing things, it'll probably take a year or less to get everything paid off um, from kind of the snowball calculator we did on your guys' website. So uh, my question is, should I wait to do any sort of career change until I've got Baby step two taken care of, three to six months in a savings fund, and then a down payment for a house while I have the higher paying career, or do I take the risk and go to a lower paying job and kind of take longer to get you know uh, our finances all set up and a down payment for a house? Because that's ultimately where, where we'd like to go. Does that make sense? So you want to abandon a perfectly safe computer and run into burning houses? <laughs> yeah, I want to do something that's meaningful. I just, I, I work from home and I'm just like poking my eyes out and I'm like, I want to do something that's meaningful to me. And that sounds a heck of a lot more meaningful. Have you, have you gone on a ride along yet? Or have you, do you have buddies here, firefighters? Yeah. So I got a buddy that's a firefighter. Um, I've been doing a lot of research into the career itself, kind of what it, the day to day looks like and all of it kind of fires me up. The people I've talked to have loved it everyone that's kind of in public service. I got an uncle that's a cop and he's like, I wish I'd been a firefighter. So a lot of positive things about it from the kind of the research I've been doing so far. Okay. All right. Yeah. I would do the ride alongs too, by the way, but, um, yeah. (sighs) Um, what does the on ramp look like? How much training, how much downtime, you you walk out of 110 and you walk into 80. Is that what we said? Or 70? What was it? Yeah, you walk into, uh, they have it all scaled out. So it's 82. Okay. So you're, you're going to walk out of 110, walk into 82 day one or after training yep. Yep. or? Day one. For my so they're going to pay you that while they train you. Yeah. Because you have to go to fire school. Is that what they yep. call it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's about 16 weeks. It's from what I believe it's 82. It might be a little less than that, but it's within that ballpark, regardless. Um, where it's about a thirty thousand dollar pay cut. Yeah, yeah. And are you married? Yeah, married, three kids, um, all under the age of four. What um, she make? She and, she a stay at home mom. Uh, she stay at home. Yeah, yeah she stay okay. home. Good. Plan just keep it that way. So okay. Can you yeah. make your budget on that? Uh. 
Yes, it'll just take longer <laughs> to do the things we want. Um, well, after 16 weeks, a, uh, you have what firefighters call an extra job. Because you generally yeah. work three on, and you build decks or paint houses on the other four. Right. Most firefighters right. I know make as much on their side gig as they do fighting fires because they got this wonderful schedule blocks set aside. Yeah. I know one guy made a hundred grand building decks last year. And yeah. I, I had a buddy who was uh, got certified while he was in fire academy for how to academy. That's it, not uh, school. A, a wel- welding or uh, some kind of engineer. I don't know. He got some kind of incredible certifications where he's making a jillion dollars on the side. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, you're you're, you're not going to work three beyond four, off four. You're going to work three, and you're going to work four. Yeah, yeah, that's the plan. That's that's the other. So your income's not going down. Side hustle. Yeah, that's true. So you need to that's also true. engineer your side hustle. Yeah, and it's a yeah, great. It, it can be a great. It just needs to be on, a great so. uh, self-employed opportunity because you can control the schedule and you can work around. And if you're going to paint houses, you just let them know I'm not going to be there those three days. That's my fire gig. And right. You know, and, um, you know, again, I think you'll find around the firehouse, that's a pretty standard operation. So let yeah. me, let me throw this at you. I always want folks who have multiple kids like you do under the age of three, four or five mm-hmm. to exhale for a minute because yeah. everything in your life feels chaotic. You feel like you have no purpose because you're funding the lives of three kids who are too young to even recognize you exist other than you make them get in the bath and they don't want to do that and change their underwear semi-regularly and they don't want to do that either. And there's something about you start searching for a place where you can find meaning that's not at your home. And so... Dave, I, I, I would I would tell you if you were just my buddy and we we're just hanging out, I would tell you get yourself do a year sprint and get out of debt. At least take yeah. that brick out of your backpack. At least take that that um <laughs> that anxiety producing thing in your life. Take it off the table. And in the meantime, do some ride alongs, get to um reading about firefighting is one thing. Holding somebody in their front yard while their house burns down or pulling somebody out of a building and trying to get them onto an EMS truck is a totally different thing. Some people are wired for that. Some people are not. And so you're in a unique position where you could experience that and not have to, before you've you know completely jumped off the dock. Yeah. Um, but I, that'd be my recommendation to you. Not, and a then, bad, man, not a bad idea. Go serve, man. I love that idea. We need more yeah. firefighters and police officers out there. Yeah, thank you for your willingness. Yeah. I, I think the... Um, your side gig might be your technology thing rather than building decks or painting houses. I might have been wrong on that first wave. It could be incredible. Yeah, because, I mean, apparently you can work from home and not work much. See? And get her like a job doing that and stuff. So, um, you know. That's or a, the, some of the data says people are working from home and they work, they won't stop. Yeah, like 73 jobs. Exactly. Yeah. Well, they have, they, I have four jobs, four, four full-time jobs working from home. See? So by definition, you aren't doing any of them full-time. But anyway, okay, by definition. So anyway, but yeah, that. so you could probably do a lot of, I don't know what you're doing. If you're writing code, though, I mean, there's a lot of freelance stuff you could do, a lot of contract stuff you could do, and with honor, with ethics, yeah. and say, I don't do it except on these four days, um, if you're doing the three-on-four-off gig. Or you could get into one of those scams they call consulting. That would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> You could buy and sell Bitcoin. Exactly. Oh, wait, that's Whatever. gone. Yeah, okay. Sorry. That, yeah, that'd be gone. great. That's gone, too. Yeah. Oh, well. Oh, there we go. <laughs> that's how we start the day. Merry Christmas, America. This is The Ramsey Show.
Merry Christmas, America. Dr. John Deloney, Ramsey personality, number one best-selling author, is my co-host today. Anthony's with us in Panama City, Florida. Hi, Anthony. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hey, thanks for having me on. I'm grateful to uh, have the opportunity to talk to you and uh, John. Sure. How can I, we help? I got a, got a question. Just wanted to get some opinion, have some men speak some knowledge into this. Uh, my wife and I want to own a campground someday. Um, we've come to this we call it our vocation that we want to own one and we don't know what that's going to look like as far as something that we would fund fully with cash to acquire a campground, like an RV park campground or, or if you get a loan, take on debt to do so. So this is like a dream in the future. Yes. Okay, cool. How old are you guys? I had to think about that for a second. I'm 30. No, I was 28. Okay, cool. When you turn 30, you hear, I mean, yeah. the yeah, memory loss. You start loss. losing your hearing. Yeah. And memory yeah, I mean, loss. in your memory. Right, yeah. right away. And, and your speech patterns. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, <laughs> why, why, hey, why camping, man? What is it about camping? Um, well, we both love it. Um, it's, it's funny. I'm like kind of a jack of all trades, master of none. You know, I'd like to do everything. And we've, we've been spending a lot of time at nights, you know, talking about what we want to do with our future and, We've settled on this idea that, yeah, this is something that could really get the gears turning for us and keep us busy. And we work really well together and we'd like to, to do it together. And we plan to like live there too. So like we see ourselves living on this, on the campground or at least in close proximity, absorbing and, you know, taking on the lifestyle of being campground owners. Gotcha. Okay. Well, the first time you run a business of any kind, uh, you start finding out that you didn't know what you didn't know. There's all these little surprises that go, woohoo! <laughs> you went, I had no idea. And they went, yep, you had no idea. That's why we got you. And uh, you're going to discover that regardless of what kind of business you own, the first time you own a business uh, and run a business. And it's more than just keeping the uh, toilets cleaned in this case or the electrical hookups working or whatever, whatever, whatever jack of all trades things, you got all this other stuff called accounting and marketing and collections and payment systems and oh, a website, because that's how everyone does everything now. Right. Oh, maybe even an app. Right. And so, mm -hmm. yeah, that's got a lot. That's a long way from uh, run, running wiring to the picnic shed. Okay. And so, you know, there's a lot of different skills you're going to have to have running a business that, that you need to develop over time. And you don't want to discover those with big, hairy payments coming at your face every month. I would rather you discover those more gently than that. So let's say that since this is just a dream at this point, let's just adapt what some middle steps are. You're wanting to go from zero to 100 in one leap. And how can we do this in the middle? And uh, I'll give you an example. I don't borrow money, and I'm not going to tell you to borrow money. So we're going to work our way through there because I'm not, I'm not, that doesn't mean I'm a dream killer either. I want you to live a dream, but I don't want your dream to be a nightmare. So I love, in your case, you love campgrounds. I love real estate. And um, the, uh, a building that we moved into, a 55,000 square feet, was a $5 million building. And that was um, a, 20 years ago, I think, something like that. Uh, let's just call it 20 years ago. And we didn't have $5 million, but I really, really wanted to own this building, kind of like you want to own a campground. You following me? Yes. Okay. So what did I do? I leased it with an option to purchase it for five years. I didn't have half a million dollars, much less $5 million. 
But I started collecting all the nickels out of the corner of the couch for the next five years and barely scraped together the money at the last minute and exercised the option after five years. Thank God I did, because by then the building was worth $13 million and I bought it for five. So what's known as a freaking deal, right? And But I did not borrow money, and I was telling God all along while I was looking for the nickels in the corner of the couch, if you don't send the money, I'm not buying this because I'm not going to borrow money, period. And me and God had a lot of conversations about that. So I kind of had to lay my guidelines out. But during that time, I learned a lot about that building. We learned that the former owner had not taken care of the roof, and the former owner had not taken care of the heat and air. And we learned that the heat and air was from another century. And we had to go in and rework a bunch of that and boiler, you know, bailing wire and duct tape. Uh, how does this run parallel to what you're saying? Maybe a way to do something similar might be go to work for a campground, be the general manager. And maybe they provide housing and you stay there and you run the whole thing for an absentee owner. And that includes you doing the repairs and you learning how to do the accounting and you learning from the owner how he did marketing for the past 20 years because he was doing this stuff when you were knee high to nothing. And uh, let's get in there and just get it all over you a little bit. And you might discover you freaking hate it. But you might discover it's even better than you thought, and this is, like, awesome. And then you might be able to option it and buy it from him with the profits instead of with debt. Okay. I'm making yeah, up a dream like- scenario, but I'd rather make up one of those than you go get an SBA loan and call me up four months later and go, I'm broke. Oh, by the way, COVID hit, and they don't allow camping anymore. Yeah. Because yeah, that like never happens. I like the slower move into it. Like you guys say, when I watch solar, you don't want to jump or leap into it. Cause we're both being fully employed now. And we're, yeah. we're just thinking of the options. You know, how do we keep it? I mean, let's, let's just say, what do you make a year? Uh, combined. We're about one. No, no. What do you make? Before taxes. 82. 000. Okay. Well, let's say he paid you 60 to run the campground. You took a pay cut, but you got an option to buy the thing from him anytime in the next seven years as a part of operating it for him. I'm, I'm modeling after my little building deal, and you can make it up. You can make up a different narrative, a different story, but the point is walk into it, don't leap into it, and lay your structure out to do that. Yeah, I love I, – the word that keeps coming to mind is let's practice. Before we go to the major leagues, let's practice. Let's at least take some batting practice before we, realize that, before we decide this is what we're going to do forever. I love that idea. And even if you can't get a job at a campground in your local area, get a job at um, working the evening shift at a local hotel, hospitality industry. Because the campground industry, it's tough. It's a lot of people, man. It's a tough, that's a tough, tough gig. Well, and these are, you know, if if something's broken, it's broken like right then. Yeah. And it doesn't matter if it's 2 a.m. That's right. It's broken right now. And if you live on, the reason they let you live on site is because they're going to come knock on your door. They want you to come get it. You are are the emergency toilet guy. (laughs) That's your job, man. And I mean, welcome to doing it. That's part of it. It's okay. It's part of the gig. And there's nothing, no downside of that, except that that's who it is. Mm -hmm. Good stuff. Kalen's with us. Kalen is in uh, Atlanta. Hi, Kalen. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Good afternoon. How are you, sir? Better than I deserve. Merry Christmas. How can we help? Um, So I am wondering, I have about 17,000 saved up personally. And um, I was wondering if I should, 9000 is my uh, or my six-month emergency fund, and I would like to buy a car because I need something a little more professional for my business. And um, I was wondering how much of that remaining uh, would 8000 I should use to buy a car, or should I, you know, put off buying that car and um, start a Roth IRA because I've been putting that off as well. What's your income? 
Um, my income is thirty three thousand six hundred. So, what is your profession that you need to look more professional for? <clears throat> so, I own a landscaping company, and um, the truck that I've been driving that looks professional um, will be going to my new crew. And so, I need a vehicle while they're using that truck to work to go run estimates and errands and stuff like that. Okay. All right. Well, um, I've had a professional landscaper doing my office work and my lawn, personal lawn, for uh, 20, 21 years. I do not know what he drives. Okay. Nor do I care. Okay. All I really care about does a dadgum lawnmower work. Exactly. Kaylin, do you know what um, I drive? Uh, what do you drive? It's an embarrassment to me and my family. It's an embarrassment to all of us. <laughs> but you don't know. That's that's the point, right? That's the point. Right, right. You know You now know it's an embarrassment. It's yeah. not not great. It's not yeah. great. So yeah. no, I I would not look professional. I would buy something that's reliable and that gets the job done. That's what you always want to do in business. Uh, there's very few things in business that you buy to impress people that work. Most of the things that you buy in business should just give you a return on investment, meaning they should get the job done for the cheapest possible dollar. So get you a nice little truck that's dependable, that'll do the estimates, and that's all you need. And if you ever lose a customer due to the truck you drive, you call me and I will pay what he would have paid you to cut the grass. It will never happen, man. This is The Ramsey Show. Guys, it's no secret that the real estate market is weird right now. So go with a mortgage company you can trust to have your back. Churchill Mortgage. Churchill is Ramsey trusted because they're stable, reliable, and focused on you. At a time when a lot of companies are being bought out or going out of business, count on Churchill Mortgage to stick around. They've been doing things the right way for over 30 years, and they'll keep doing them the right way for 30 more. Get started at churchillmortgage.com. This is a paid advertisement. NMLS ID 1591. NMLS Equal housing lender. 1749 Mallory Lane, Suite 100. Brentwood, Tennessee 37027. John Deloney, Ramsey personality, number one best-selling author, is my co-host today. Ah, uh, with Christmas only a couple days away, ho, 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 we're fully in the season of giving, and that means uh, we've got a way we can give that you can give like no one else. You can give high school students across the country the gift of hope. That same hope you found maybe when you went through Financial Peace University, or you found listening to this show. Our foundations in personal finance high school curriculum teaches students the same life-changing principles you learn. So when they get out of high school, they got common sense. They can avoid debt. They can avoid worry, avoid the stress. Here's the problem. A lot of schools don't have the funding for these critical resources, and that's where you can help. Some of you are sitting there where you're able to give, and through our curriculum sponsorship program, you can team up with us to get this curriculum in the hands of teachers and ultimately change students' lives. Uh, you found freedom because you chose to take the principles we teach and apply them in your life. Now you can help students to do the same thing. Freedom. Foundations. Foundations in personal finance for high school. 
If you want to help us, go to RamseySolutions.com slash sponsor, RamseySolutions.com slash sponsor. Ethan is with us in Traverse City, Michigan. Hi, Ethan. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hey, Dave, John. It's uh, good to be able to talk to you guys. You too. Yeah, so you're in the same town with our friend Meg Meeker. Good to, good to have you. Merry Christmas. How can we help? Thank you. Thank you. Merry Christmas to you guys. Um, so my uh, wife and I were just recently married uh, five months ago. Congratulations. And, um, thank you. I appreciate it. Um, so s- since getting married, I uh, adopted um, uh, a bit of debt, uh, which is something that I'm not too familiar with. You adopted um, it? <laughs> well, um, most of it was, is not mine. It came and with so, the package. Oh, yeah. okay, 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 yeah, okay. Yeah. I, man, I was slow on the uptake <laughs> on that one, dude. My bad. Sorry. So she Sorry, had a bunch of debt. That's now cool. y'all's debt. Yes, exactly. Hey, listen, um, on behalf of Wives Everywhere, thank you for your gentle language that you adopted it as though it was like a, <laughs> a sweet puppy. Yeah, it was her cat. That was very loving of you, man. Her ugly cat. Yeah. Yeah. Good for well, you. It's ours now. It's ours. So how um, much debt did you adopt? Right. So <laughs> um, a little a little under um, 100000 Um So you adopted like a so, hippopotamus. <laughs> like not a puppy. This is not a puppy. Yeah. Okay. Okay. A, a large, a large puppy. Yeah. yeah. All right. A hundred grand. Um, and what's your household income? Yeah, my household income is uh, it's about uh, fifty-eight. Okay, and you two uh, are on the same a, page about attacking all of this, I assume. Uh, yes, sir. We are. Good. How can we help? So, um, I guess my question is, um, just uh, you know, I. That is something that I'm not too familiar with. So, uh, yeah, we, advice I, we on got that. That's your nice way of saying it. yeah. stressing your butt out. I got you. Okay. Yeah. So, I guess just uh, advice on how to how to tackle this debt um, as promptly as possible while still being able to uh, enjoy um, being newly married and um, kind of establishing um, our house and our um, bringing in. Uh, you know, furniture, furniture, uh, furniture into our, our apartment. And, um, also, um, a dream of ours is to one day, uh, start a business together. So how to just, I guess, navigate all that. Maybe do that's too do you want the truthful time, answer or do you want the, uh, Pinterest answer? <laughs> uh, truth or answer. I'm not huge on Pinterest. So uh, I'm not into, I didn't know Pinterest was lies, but that's pretty, yeah. It's just butterflies. Well, it's just, it's flowers. just pretty pictures is what yeah, I'm saying. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, I, truthful answer, please. I think my wife and I were married 10 years because of the hole I dug. When it, oh, We both were participated, but mostly me, um, to the tune of six figures and a whole bunch of degrees. Before I finally was able to buy a uh, headboard on Craigslist that I spray painted in my backyard. Here's what I'm telling you. Long term in your marriage, the smartest thing to do right now is to pay your debts off. Borrow furniture, get crummy furniture, get to the next stage, man. But you have this picture of what you thought your first year of marriage was going to be like, and you'll have six figures in debt. And you can have all the pretty furniture in the world and all the nice cars in the world and all the new businesses, and that debt will bury your marriage. And I know that because I've done it. I lived it. 
And I kept punting it and moving it around and trying to do this and putting things off instead of just sucking it up and getting that stupid stuff paid off. Here, here's what's weird. Um, when you guys decide together and you take her two hands and your two hands, you look into her eyes and you decide to spend the next uh, 24 months on a garage sale couch that cost $13 and is pinkish blue, but we're not sure what color really. When you decide to do that, you're going to laugh about those days later. And uh, you're certainly going to be, but it's actually going to, the weird thing is it's actually going to increase the quality of your relationship and your marriage more than the new couch will. By a hundred miles. Because we're working together for a common goal and we're sacrificing together for a common goal. And when you guys do that, when you pay a price for something you both believe in early in your marriage together, it knits you together more beautifully than buying than everything looking perfect than a $100,000 wedding, a $200,000 car, and a $300,000 new business. Um, and, you know, so a crummy wedding day when it rains and the mushroom caps float in the little thing and because you did it outside and you didn't think it was going to rain, and that knits you together. A You know, it, it, it sounds weird. Like, I don't want to sign you up for suffering, but you've already adopted it, so there you go. Yeah, you signed you up for suffering. Yeah, so let's get after it. So working extra jobs, living on a budget, the both of you being in agreement, not you dragging her along because you have anxiety about debt, but her being in agreement that, hey, this is a mess. We're both going to work on this. We're both going to lock arms. We're going to put equal emotional effort into it, and we're going to sacrifice to win for a short period of time. We're going to live like no one else so that later we can live and give like no one else. Your business opening is going to be down the line after you're out of debt, have an emergency fund saved, and then save up some money to start your business. Right now, you're just going to work your butts off, both of you. And both of you aren't working enough. you got to work more. Here's another cool thing. You'll buy a different couch in 30 months than you would right now because you know how much a dollar is worth and how much a $1,000 is worth, and you're not going to buy a $5,000 couch. Yeah. And so you, I start doing math if I'm you. Okay, $33,000 a year means I'm out of debt in three years. $50,000 a year means I'm out of debt in two years. And how am I going to do that making 58? I got to make more money. I got to have more money coming in. And I, and I can't spend money on anything because I don't have any money. We're not going out to eat. We're not going on vacation. You're not going to see the inside of a restaurant unless you're freaking working there. But guess what? You're the first, no, no, you're the second generation that thought you had to eat out every night your first year of marriage. Every other generation, the bride had the pleasure of burning meals for a year trying to figure it out. And then you can laugh about that, too. And my wife is actually a good Southern cook, but she still screwed up a lot of stuff the first year. And you know how much I screwed up? None, because I didn't do nothing. So there you go. I screwed that up, too. So there you go. But uh, uh, so I just got the pleasure of her being mad when I was making fun of her. But anyway, it's all good. So, you know, but no, I mean, this is how life works, y'all. It's okay. It's okay to for everything to not look like uh, Instagram, because that's someone else's highlight reel. Their kids still pooped in the floor three minutes before they did those little white suits and put them all together. Three minutes before. In the floor? Well, you thinking. You know they did. I know they did. Those kids that wear those white suits, you know know. they did that. There's cha-cha everywhere in that house. (laughs) Everywhere. (laughs) So, yeah, don't follow other people's highlight reels. Sacrifice to win. Pay it off now. Pay it off now. Two of you have a shared vision, very detailed, very laid out, where both of you are in agreement on it. 
and then get your butt in attack mode. That'll be the best thing ever happened to a young marriage is to learn to accomplish goals together through sacrifice, through goal setting, through hard work. You can do that. You can do anything, my friend, anything. Nothing will stop you. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey, listen up. Everyone is at risk of identity theft. I don't care if you're a hermit living off the grid, listening to the show on a battery powered radio, all of your data collected by every company you've ever done business with lives online, your bank, your doctor's office, retailers, the apps on your phone, the gas station where you have loyalty rewards. They all store your info online, making them ripe for a cyber attack or data breach. That's why I've been telling people for almost 25 years, they need an ID theft protection plan. And the only one I've ever recommended is from Xander Insurance. They monitor your personal and financial info, even your home title, and take over the work if you become a victim. It's the most thorough and affordable plan out there. I even have it for my family and our entire team. Visit Xander.com or call 800-356-4282. Merry Christmas, America. We're glad you're with us. This is The Ramsey Show. Dr. John Deloney, Ramsey personality, number one best-selling author, host of The Dr. John Deloney Show. Um, is I said Dr. John Deloney's show is what I said, was, but that's okay. It's still, it's all, it's all here in it's one here. person. That's right. All right. Let's just move on. Lee, <laughs> Leah is with us in uh, New York City. Hi, Leah. How are you? Hi, how are you? Better than I deserve. How can I help? Well, I'm calling because I have a debt problem. I have over $1 million in debt that includes a home, uh, college loans, and um, credit card debt. Okay. And um, how much is your home? How much is the debt on your home? It's about um, uh, five hundred thousand. And what is the house worth? It's worth about uh, seven hundred thousand now. Okay. All right. And so you have five hundred thousand dollars in other debt. I'm guessing a larger portion of that is student loans. Yes, yeah, student loans. And how much? Um, about three hundred thousand. You have two hundred thousand in credit card debt. It, it, no, no student loans. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I you, you said, said you had a million. You got five hundred thousand yeah. on the house. Three hundred thousand in student loans. That leaves two hundred in credit card debt. No, no. Actually, it's maybe less than. It's about thirty in, in credit card debt. Thirty. Yeah. So, okay. So, so four seventy in student loans. I have about three 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 hundred thousand. So you yeah, don't have I, a million I, dollars in debt. No, I don't. I thought it was a million, but maybe I just okay. Just so five hundred on the mortgage, three hundred on the student loans, mm-hmm. and thirty on the credit cards, and that's all your debt. Well, yeah, that's about. And I have a so your PhD. Loan. I about that. <laughs> so what? What, what, Wait, what you is have, your? What is your? T- you have another loan. What's the other loan? It, it's a car loan. How much do you owe in your car? It's about twenty four thousand. Okay, and so are you a doctor or a lawyer? Um, neither. I just work in in healthcare. Three hundred thousand dollars to do what? What's your degree in? 
Um, uh, it's more like a like a, a, a management type degree, like a, a certificate that I just got. Or end up getting a really good job with. So, what's your income? It's about one twenty a year. Are you married? I'm married, but I'm mostly responsible for my own bills. Not anymore. What is his income? I I don't know. It, it's not a, you know, <laughs> I don't know. How long have you been married? About 12 years. Okay. If you were going to guess, does he make 60 or does he make 600? I, I'd say he's in the, what, what is it about the, um, he makes maybe about 100,000, I would say. Okay. I don't know the exact amount. I got you. Okay. All right. Uh, and I assume he's on the mortgage as well, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's important. All right. But okay. he, he he won't he won't have a conversation with you about money. No, I, I've I've read your books. I've tried, but he's not interested. What what reason does he tell you he doesn't want to talk about money? I I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, you do. Yeah. What did he say? He just doesn't. He just smiles and says, "Nope." And then he says, nope. pass the nachos? No, nope. yep. He just, no. Nope. It's very, very rare that somebody has that sort of disdain for the human being they share a life with that doesn't also come with other abuse or other sorts of deception or affairs or things like that. Okay, well, you know what you're talking about. Okay. Are you safe now? Yes. Okay. Okay, I, I don't know if that was she was agreeing with yeah. your statement. Okay, I'm so lost right now. Um, yeah. All right. Um, okay, let, let me go back a second. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna pan back way back, Leah. Uh, how long you guys? How long you been listening to this? You said you got all our books and stuff. What's that mean? Yes, I've been listening to you. I say for maybe two years now when okay. I first heard about you, like right around COVID. So the wonderful thing that we discovered. 25 years ago or so is that personal finance is more personal than it is finance. It's 80% behavior. It's 20% head knowledge. Your math that you're describing to me is very stressful for you, terrifying for you. Um, and it is the result of, um, the, the series of decisions that you brought into your life, including this dysfunctional marriage. Um, and, and so the math is not going to get better until you get better. Uh, okay. And so the, the way out of this is uh, a different level of wholeness than I've heard in this conversation. And I'm not putting you down. I'm not shaming you. I'm just saying that you and your husband working together, making $220,000 a year, living in a house that you owe a half million dollars on, trying to pay off your debts, and uh, having a wonderful, flourishing marriage where there's great communication and shared goals and shared dreams is the way, the only way I know how to teach you to get out of this debt because this is so such a personal situation. And the more, the more you have to fight against um, uh, dysfunction, 
while you're trying to clean up this mess, the harder it's going to be. Is that, is that, does that sound unloving when I say that? No, no, I've, I've, I've heard it before. Okay. Are you, are you, do you believe you've, you've, with your student loan, with your car, with the other loan, that you are unable to leave? Um, yes, a little bit. And, you, you know, I'm, I'm just, um, I'm. I know I'm, you're being very, very measured and careful in what you're saying, and I get that. And I want to honor that. I also. Um, and I, I'm, you know, you know, because student loans are in deferment, I haven't really, you know, touched that for a while. And um, it's. Uh, yeah. So $350,000 solves your problem. If you do that $35,000, it takes 10 years. If you do oh, it at 70000 a year, it takes five years. Uh-huh. And if you do it at $150,000 a year, it's done in two and a half years, which is what your combined finances would allow you to do if both of you had a shared goal and a flourishing relationship. Or you, by yourself, without this mortgage on your back, um, have to say, I make one hundred and twenty. I've got to clean up three hundred and thirty. How fast can I do that? Um, and it's not. And by yourself, I mean that is like by yourself now. You're not with him anymore. Kind of by yourself. So uh, I want good things for you. We love you. We want you to win. I want ten years from now you to have a good life. And um, it doesn't sound like much fun right now from where I'm no. observing. And so if I'm you, I'm going to start taking some steps to. Uh, force the fun to come. Okay. Yeah, and and I want to recognize that what I'm about to say I'm, is a it's a much different I, me saying it on this side of the of the railroad tracks versus the side that you're on. But your safety and your uh, wholeness within a marriage and your ability to communicate and your ability to be able to fully go to sleep in a home that you feel safe in is um is not doesn't have a dollar amount on it and whether you need to call somebody and let them know that you need you need some help or you need to reach out to an organization in your community or reach out to some friends or to family members whatever that may be it sounds like you are there and again i want to honor the fact that you want to go into too much detail and you want to 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 kind of let us know what's going on without really letting us know what's going on, but it sounds like you are not safe. And it sounds like you owe a lot of money, and if you were to leave today, you don't believe that you have enough money to pay your bills. And I don't want that fear, which is very real, to stop you from making a phone call and let somebody know that I'm not okay. Because like Dave said, I want in 10 years, man, I want to I want to meet you in person. I want you to be smiling from ear to ear. Because you chose today as the day that um, I'm worth more than that. That puts us out of the Ramsey Show in the books. Hey, it's John Deloney, co-host of The Ramsey Show. Did you know over 18 million people listen to The Ramsey Show every week? A lot of those people listen on one of our 600-plus radio stations across the country. To find a station near you, go to RamseySolutions.com slash show. Hey, it's James, producer of The Ramsey Show. 
This episode is over, but check the episode notes for links to products and services you heard about during this episode. Thanks for listening.